Everybody get up. All right, it's 536. This is Sunny 101.5. And it's time for the Jack and Tracy Show. Okay, let's see if I have the right mic off. No, I don't. Try this. There it is. No, I didn't. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for a special guest in the studio. Thanks for coming in this morning. Well, sometimes I try to try to get here. And yeah. Not that, I mean, it's fine when you're at home, <laughs> but... It's yeah. always fun to be here, too. Yeah. It made Jack's morning. It doesn't take much. Not too much. He's he's easy to please. And? And I brought some fresh <laughs> shredded cheddar for the eggs. <laughs> Man, that made my day. Man, if you had seen his face. That's all I need. <laughs> <clears throat> we actually have a little patchy frost out there this morning, but uh, otherwise we're going to have some morning sun with... Uh, Clouds moving in in the afternoon. Your high is going to be 58 degrees. And this is Sunny 101.5. The most music for your day. Sunny 101.5 with Tell Me Something Good. Tell me something. Tell Me Something Good is brought to us by the South Bend School Corporation. Here's Tracy. Therapy dogs are amazing classmates, and they're having a big impact at Madison Steam Academy in South Bend. That's what we're celebrating in Tell Me Something Good this morning. You know, being a school corporation in the heart of the city, South Bend Schools understands the importance of creating a safe, responsive learning environment for all kids including kids who've had some difficult experiences in childhood or some kind of trauma. Uh, they have, Madison Steam Academy has a really unique approach to trauma-informed care, and I'm excited to be joined this morning by Madison Principal Amanda Shinaki, uh, Therapy Dog Millie, and Erin Moretti, who is an educator at Madison, but also Millie's owner. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. <laughs> Let's start with our principal, Amanda. Tell me a little bit about this. When did you start using therapy dogs? And, you know, kind of whose idea was it? We started using therapy dogs here at Madison Steam Academy, I would say at least 10 years ago. Uh, the previous principal, when she was here, she had her own personal dog, and she started a program here with her, her own personal dog. So at least 10 years. And when oh, I became wow. principal two or three years ago, I decided to keep it because it is, it is um, like you said, it definitely leaves an impact here and you can tell the difference. Now, do you guys just have one therapy dog or more? No, we do have more. Millie, we have Millie, uh, we have Truly, we have, it depends on the day, there are others, um, but grew. So we have up to perhaps four dogs in the building. On any on any day of the week. That's incredible. And do they belong to teachers, or tell me how that works? So yes, all of them belong to a staff member here in the building. Um, you know, Erin is one of our Title One interventionists. We have our data coach, who is Gru's owner, a first grade teacher, who is Truly's owner. So yes, they all are their own personal um, dogs and have gotten them therapy um, 
trained to be therapy dogs. Oh, incredible. Aaron, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, you know, clearly this is a little bit of a labor of love to have a therapy dog. You know, tell me how you got started. Um, well, I came to Madison three years ago um, to take the Title I job. And um, at the time, I actually did not have Millie. Um, I was a foster for Heartland Small Animal Rescue and Millie actually became one of my fosters after one of my previous dogs passed away. Um, and the minute she walked in like my front door, I'm like, wow, this dog has something really special about her. Um, and she went through training and um, she just has like the best temperament. So I started bringing her to Madison and she's been here pretty much ever since. And um, during the summers when she was doing all of her training um, to be able to come in and do what she does. Tell me a little bit, you guys, about trauma-informed learning. I mean, what is it, uh, this, this trauma-informed approach that you guys do? Uh, understanding how trauma impacts students' learning and behavior is more or less what um, is the focus of trauma-informed um, education. I think if you're able to meet the student where he or she is and seeing the needs behind the behavior, that's huge and that is going to lead to more uh, student growth, success within the building. And then we just, honestly, it's just you have to change your approach and find better ways to support a child uh, when we know that there's trauma. And Millie and our other therapy dogs um, are a part of that layer of support. And tell me about the success stories. Like, how are these dogs helping? Well, I can tell you about Millie. Um, so in the morning, she has a post right outside like where they come in from the buses. And so the kids, most of the kids who ride a bus, see her first thing. So their mm -hmm. day starts off on a positive note. Um, and they actually are like excited to see her. And if there's a day for some reason she does not come to school, you know, I get the 600, where's Millie, where's Millie, where's Aww. Millie? And um, they really do look forward to seeing her, especially like after a long weekend when they haven't seen her for a few days or a holiday where we have a longer break. Um, so they come in, they see her first thing in the morning. Some of our kids who are maybe coming off the bus a little agitated or upset or whatever, they just, they'll lay with her on the floor, they'll just calm down and then they're ready for their day. So just seeing her right off the bat is a big deal. Um, then throughout the day, if there's any student who needs just a little break or um, is just needing, not a human to talk to, but mm -hmm. you know, just something to kind of vent or release their sadness or their anger, Millie steps up and she does it and she knows exactly what her job is and she does it perfectly. Yeah, it's almost like she knows. I think it's just because Millie and our other dogs don't have any expectations of the students. You know, we as adults or educators in the building, we obviously have goals and expectations for our students and so we obviously want to help our, our kiddos reset or refocus to re-enter the classroom if they're in crises or struggling. But Millie doesn't have that expectation. She's just here. She sits with them. It's almost she knows. So, yeah, yeah. and then the kid, it's like two or three minutes, and they're ready to go. I think she does a better job than me some days. So it's, <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, Millie is the big star of the building. If the rest of us were not here, the kids would probably not care so much. But if Millie is not here, they're like, excuse me, where's Millie? Yeah, it's like we're chopped liver. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I was going to ask, is Millie exhausted at the end of the day, Erin? <laughs> yes, she is. I have two other dogs at home, and one of them is a younger one. And she's like, hey, Millie, let's play. And she's like, nope. 
she goes and lays down and she is done for the night. And by the time Friday rolls around, she needs the weekend to recover. But when Monday rolls around, she knows it's Monday and she's raring to go. Like this morning, she was sitting at the door so that, um, you know, I didn't forget her, I guess. Aww. Ready to go to work. Ready to report for duty. And, and, you know, it's so important to focus on emotional health at school, right? I mean, especially mm-hmm. coming off the heels of the pandemic and what we've all been through. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, emotional health is linked to academic success. So when we are emotionally healthy, we are able to better concentrate and engage in learning and perform well in school. Also, it's crucial for positive peer interactions and provides for a more inclusive environment when they feel supported. So I think it's overall, you're reaching the whole child and not just the academic or the everything. It's the whole package. So Millie and our other dogs bring that to Madison every day. And it's just another aspect of creating relationships, which gets you very far. Um, oh, getting yeah. to know your kids, creating that bond. Um, they trust you then, and mm-hmm. they're more willing to open up to you and trust you. They're more willing to share, I bet. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you guys so much, Amanda, Aaron, Millie. Anything Millie wants to say? <laughs> Millie, you have anything to say? I think she's resting before she gets to go to their next small group. She's taking a little nap. Well, I, I think it's a coincidence. Our boss is actually looking for someone like Millie uh, to uh, work here. So if you want to forward a you know, application here, we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. I think we can get Millie a show. I really do. Exactly. I honestly think so, too. I and mean, she has her own Facebook page. What's Millie? <laughs> Millie at Madison Steam Academy. So please oh, follow her and watch her awesome. daily, uh, yes, her day-to-day. <gasps> um, here at Madison, it's pretty. Erin will upload uh, videos and pictures of what she does every day. That gives you a really good picture and some insight on what she does for us and I mean we, we talk about students but for staff too I mean yeah, yeah. it doesn't just not for students I mean every now and then we need a, a minute just to decompress and then so we can move on as well so yeah please go ahead and follow Millie at Madison Scene Academy. I'm yeah, gonna Millie, do um, that. So we had staff members who were not really dog people who were actually kind of scared of dogs when they first came to the building and uh, now they love Millie and they everybody like kind of fights over her and mm-hmm. wants to take her home and <laughs> Yeah, so she definitely is a lover and wins everybody over. Well, thank you guys so much for being so creative, for caring so much, and just doing everything you can to make a difference for these students. Um, I can only imagine it's truly making a world of difference. So thanks for being on this one. and scandal radio paparazzi on sunny 101.5 all right 654 here's tracy thanks jack well dwayne the rock johnson broke his silence after criticism of his maui fundraiser he and oprah winfrey joined forces and asked the public to donate to his maui wildfire fund now they personally donated 10 million to launch the fund Uh but multiple people were beating them up online commenting that they're living paycheck to paycheck and they're offended that the rich are asking for more so johnson took the opportunity over the weekend to apologize he said the last thing you want to hear when you're living paycheck to paycheck is somebody asking you for money 
especially when the person asking you for money already has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he thanked his fans for putting him in check. Hmm. Well, another unrelated tidbit about The Rock, okay? Yes. I think you knew this, but I, I guess I didn't really know that there's a limit to how badly he could be beat up in a movie. Yeah, they yeah they have it in their contract. Yeah, the Wall Street <laughs> Journal is reporting that it's in his contract that he can't be beaten up in his movies. Yeah. Uh, Jason Statham, Vin Diesel, they reportedly have the same kind of contractual limit. So these guys have producers, editors, and fight coordinators to help make sure they always have the upper hand during fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if someone punches them, hey, let me get my contract here. I, you're breaking, you're breaking exactly. the contract. Exactly. You're trying to break I mean, my jaw, too. I, I guess I thought they were getting paid such big bucks that whatever the movie called for, the movie called for. No. Right? But no, they, they've got to win. That's it. <sighs> uh, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner appear to be making progress in their child custody discussions. Uh, Joe spent time with their two daughters in New York City, while Sophie Turner is actually currently staying at Taylor Swift's place in the city. Photographers caught a public handoff showing that oh, maybe they reached a, a possible joint custody arrangement. Mm. Well, these exes are getting along a little better these days. Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde celebrated their daughter Daisy's birthday together. Uh, the, the birthday party featured a costume theme, Olivia dressed as Ken from the Barbie movie. Yeah. Daisy dressed up as Barbie. And uh, Jason chose to dress up as the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) He totally went off theme there. (laughs) I guess. But uh, the celebration came after a custody battle and court-ordered child support of $27,000 per month from Sudeikis. Theirs was a really ugly ugly battle. Most of them are. Speaking of Barbie... Okay, outfits from Barbie are going to be super popular for Halloween this year. Yeah. Yeah, the big sellers are expected to be Barbie costumes from Barbie and costumes from The Little Mermaid. Yeah, the outfits uh, are expected to just really take off this year. Already, Barbie costume sales are up nine times what they typically Already. are over the last year. It's the 10th of October. Exactly. <laughs> Aerial styles have jumped 70%. And uh, there's also significant interest in Beyonce and Taylor Swift looks for Halloween. No surprise there, right? Mm, No, no surprise. No one one does the grocery bag and and cuts out the eyes and mouth anymore, do they? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you remember your favorite Halloween costume? Uh, Yeah, I do. I was the mummy. Oh, really? Yeah, I was all Oh, wait, I think I've heard this story. No, I don't want to tell you what happened. No, no, no. you have to. No, I don't. You have gone there now. I, I was a kid. This is traumatic. <laughs> I was totally wrapped up in rags, you know, uh-huh. like of the course, mummy. Yeah, like the mummy. And that's it. I didn't... And <laughs> How did you know that story? You told that story on the air before. I did? Yes. But I had to go to the bathroom? Yeah, and oh. there was no way to do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thanks for bringing up yeah, bad that, memories. That. Appreciate it. Oh, my God. It oh my was gosh, the worst. that is traumatic. It's the worst Halloween of my life. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we better move on then. Yes, please. Okay. It is uh, <laughs> David Lee Roth's birthday. <laughs> 
nice little message of what not to do to your kids. Right. Yeah, don't wrap them up in rags. <laughs> it's not a good idea. <laughs> okay, whose birthday of David Lee Roth? Yeah. How old is he today? He's about 72. 69. He's only 69? Mm-hmm. Wow. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. I wonder what he's going to go as on Halloween. Uh, Dale Earnhardt is going to be, uh, oh, I'd say around, uh, hmm. See, I'm a, see, I'm, what am I? I'm, he's probably 65. Oh, you know what? Hold on. I messed up. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Right. The junior makes the difference. Well, he's 65. Oh, he's 49. <laughs> I thought maybe you were just confused there. <laughs> I said the wrong thing. Okay, gosh. <laughs> I can't believe how bad I am at this. We've got to change this around. Uh, Mario Lopez. Now, I can't miss this that bad. He's Mario Lopez is only like... Uh, He's like 50 years old. You redeemed yourself. Is that, he's, he's 50. 50 on the money. Woo-hoo. Way to go. The most music for your work day. Okay, well, there you go. It's uh, Life Hacks. Let's see what we have uh, in store for you today. You know, we were talking to... <laughs> The, the folks at Madison Steam Academy about therapy dogs. Yes. And my life hack is, uh, you know, how to treat your dog in a low-calorie way and kind of a fun way. It's different. Okay. Take some ice cube trays yeah. and pour in either, you know, beef broth, chicken broth, and then just put a little milk bone in there and freeze it. My dogs love ice cubes even plain. Yes, I know. They do like so, plain. Yeah, and so, so this is this. Yeah, a big treat. Takes them a, you know, a couple of minutes and and uh, you know, is is inexpensive. Neat uh-huh. little way to treat them, low calorie and and all the things. There you go. Boy, them dogs are spoiled. Let me nah, they you. are. There's no doubt about it. Well, uh, let's talk about sleeping habits and how we can enhance your sleep routine. Mhm. You can enhance your sleep routine by cutting off that afternoon coffee at about 20, because about, tw- and I didn't know this, about 25% of the caffeine sticks around 12 hours later. And that potentially disrupts your, your sleeping habits. So, and for tea lovers, adhere to the no tea after three principle. Uh, and that'll minimize the impact on your sleep cycle. So just something as simple as that could really turn your sleep cycle around. And, oh, uh, that's, that's always a good thing. You got that. Sunny 101.5, 757. And time for another go figure. We've talked about this. You can't help but avoid it. I mean, Taylor Swift has ended up being... uh, Bigger than the game, bigger than the football game. 
I mean, people are looking for where, if she shows up to a Kansas City Chiefs game more than anything. Well, that's not where it ends either. Let me tell you something. We move to the uh, pets and dogs, and the Oregon Humane Society adopted a Taylor Swift theme for its annual pug crawl. That's right. It's what you would expect, or what you're thinking. It's a fashion show for the wrinkly, short, muzzled dogs. So here you go. It's a fashion show, and I'm, I'm sure Tracy is going to appreciate this. Oh, yeah. Pugs, okay? Uh, uh, we talked about how, you know, Taylor Swift is bigger than the game of football. Yes. But it doesn't end there. The Oregon Humane Society adopted a Taylor Swift theme for its annual pug crawl. Yes, it's a fashion show, and Portland area pugs and their owners gathered Saturday at Level Beer in Northwest Portland for a pug crawl, Taylor's version. Oh my gosh! What do you do during a pug crawl? Well, I'll tell you. The fa- it's a fashion show that features hundreds <laughs> of pugs walking the pink carpet runway in a oh. Taylor Swift inspired outfit. Okay, I'm loving this. Oh, Come that's on, cute. Man. So, you know, they have Uh, sparkles, cowboy boots. You name it. All the things. And also the pug crawl features a parade, uh, a costume contest, obviously. And there they go. Here they come down the aisle dressed as Taylor Swift. Does it end any, is it ever going to end? Wigs with bangs. This Taylor Swift phenomena. I know it. I know it. You know what, we, I, we, I was just saying to Jack this morning, we have a just a service that kind of helps us, you know, gives us some different ideas of things going on mm-hmm. uh, in the entertainment world. Yeah. And Taylor got her own, like her entire own section. Yeah. Shortcut. It's a short, it's all Taylor Swift news right. is in one place. All the Taylor Swift news. It's like you, you know you've made it when. Yes, when you have your own section. <laughs> And you're bigger than the NFL. It's really... It's crazy. It's incredible. Go figure.